The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, weekday mornings at 6am on London DAB Digital Radio and on demand via the Bloomberg Business app and BloombergRadio.com. Joining us now is Andrew Sentence, Senior Advisor to Cambridge Econometrics and former member, of course, of the MPC. Andrew, thank you very much uh, for joining us in the London studio. Will this U-turn, reported U-turn, if it comes about, and the Times newspaper is suggesting and reporting that they could announce it as soon as today on corporation tax, do you see that as enough to restore credibility for the markets? Well, it would be perhaps an improvement of where we are now. Um, Whether we see a total U-turn or perhaps some measures being delayed and phased in at at a more gradual pace, because... I think the worrying thing about this package um, was the scale of it alongside the fact that the measures were going to come in quite rapidly and therefore the implications for public finances were quite uh, significant. Um, Now there's different ways in which the government could address that, um, so we'll have to wait and see. But even if there are some immediate measures, the, the sort of real uh, thing that I think most people are looking for is the uh, outlook for public finances and for the economy from the Office for Budget Responsibility, which is still not due until the 31st of October. So we could still see, before that arrives, uh, continued volatility um, and uncertainty and nervousness in the markets. Does that mean that um, the Bank of England Governor Andrew Bailey can stick to this deadline today? Um, You know, we were speaking to Martin Wheel, um, another former MPC member, saying that actually, you know, the next few days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, are going to be very crucial. Does Bailey have to extend the emergency bond buying uh, to support pension funds next week? Well, he's still got another package in place, Mm. um, a repo arrangement, which uh, the funds that are affected can have access to. Um, So we'll have to see if that's going to be sufficient. but uh, I think he is, Andrew Bailey is right that this should be a temporary measure, uh, so it should come to an end. Um, and it seems to have had the effect of calming markets to some degree. They've obviously not gone back to where they were, um, but they have definitely uh, come back a bit uh, from some of the high levels we saw earlier this week. Yeah, and to your point, we're seeing yields again down quite dramatically here in the UK. Within the context, you've seen, of course, significant volatility. Currently, the the 30-year gilt at trading at 4.36, that's a move lower by 18 uh, basis points. Uh, Andrew, my question for you then is is on on, on the permanency then of any scarring uh, to to the UK economy, but also to to UK assets and the way that UK assets are perceived by international uh, markets as a result of everything that's transpired since that mini-budget. Is that is that a risk? Is that a material risk? And that can that be overcome? Well, there seems to be an, a higher risk premium is being priced in, um, 
And uh, there's also questions being raised about the credibility of, of government policy. The UK has normally been seen as a, a sort of safe pair of hands, so to speak, in managing uh, fiscal matters. Uh, and of course, we have the Bank of England, which is independent, handling monetary policy. Um, I think the, the very nerve-wracking thing about this was monetary policy and fiscal policy were pulling in opposite directions. Um, and while the bank was trying to take uh, demand out of the economy, the government was pumping it back in at quite a quite a significant rate. Um, so, alongside uh, any specific measures that are announced, um, I think that that problem needs to be addressed, and we need to see forecasts that suggest. Um, that the fiscal policy is acting in a more consistent way with monetary policy. One of the issues with that, Andrew, is people. One of the risks that the government took was in firing Tom Scholar, his replacement being James Bowler, who does have 20 years of experience at the Treasury, but his background is in budgets, not in financial markets. Do you think that Treasury has enough people with enough market know-how right at the top of the team? Well, there are lots of people employed in the Treasury, so um, uh, I think, uh, and there's a lot of expertise there, um, so it doesn't all just hinge on one or two individuals. Sure. Um, but I think, I think the issue in the Treasury is, is to make sure that uh, the Chancellor of the Exchequer is actually listening to his officials and taking their advice uh, so, we can, uh, so he can you know, make judgments based on all that accumulated experience. Um, and it did seem with this mini-budget fiscal event, however it's described, there was a great rush um, to, to bring something out. And maybe it wasn't uh, processed and discussed enough uh, within the Treasury. But I think the expertise is still there. But has there been a politicisation of the Treasury under this current administration? Um, well, it, we've, we're into the early days of this administration. Yes. Um, I think over a long term, uh, I think we we have seen perhaps more political influences on policy making from special advisers, etc. Um, but it, it's I think a bit too early to say um, if that's really changed dramatically uh, in, under this government. What of trustonomics survives? I mean, does does Quarteng survive? Does Trust herself survive? What of the actual policies survive? Well, the, the whole heart of the trust economics agenda was uh, basically supply-side measures that uh, are aimed to raise the growth rate of the economy. Now, the difficulty with that is that um, supply-side measures, uh, even uh, if you've got the right ones uh, and they are working, take quite a long time to affect the growth of the economy. Um, and I think the notion that we were going to sort of bounce back to a 2.5% growth rate um, was really totally unrealistic. And I don't think many economists believe uh, that that's on the, on the cards for the foreseeable future. Mm. Um, so I think perhaps there needs to be a reassessment of the types of measures that are being taken under this government and also the time scale in which they can really affect mm. growth. Now we'll hear from the Office of Bud yeah. Budget Responsibility what they think mm. um, at the end of this month. Very briefly, because unfortunately we're running short of time, your expectations about rate hikes from the Bank of England in November and going forward? Well, I would expect a, a rate rise of either three quarters of a percent or one percent um, in November. I think the bank are beginning to realise they're, they're behind the curve a bit and they need to do something a bit more dramatic than they've been doing up until now. 
Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, weekday mornings at 6am on London DAB Digital Radio and on demand via the Bloomberg Business app and BloombergRadio.com. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.